I'm pretty sure you must have done that one before. Yeah, I think I have. But it was in today's episode of... The Simpsons. Hooray! Hooray! Welcome to Digest My Shorts. You're Dan. And you're Alistair. That's right. Um, we are watching every episode of The Simpsons until the end of season two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, what did we watch today? Uh, the War of the Simpsons. Which I didn't get the reference until it started. It's a reference on The War of the Roses, I think it's called. Which is a film about a married couple getting divorced. Okay, so nothing to do with Henry the Seventh. No. No? No. 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 Uh, in roughly 20 seconds, would you like to tell us all about it? Homer gets drunk. Yeah. Lears at Maud. Yeah. Flanders. Flanders. Um, Homer and Marge go on a uh, like marriage counselling retreat. Yeah. Is that what you call it? Um, Homer catches a giant fish mm-hmm. and then Marge gets angry. But then they reconcile for some... For no reason. For no reason whatsoever. <laughs> Homer fails massively... Mm-hmm. And it somehow still works out for him. Yeah, I'd say that's completely fair. Yeah, uh, I nevertheless I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the subplot with Grandpa and the kids. Yes, I thought yeah. that was good. Yes, they leave Grandpa Abe in charge of the kids, and they have a massive party, and then feel guilty about it, and then pardon me, clean up the house. I thought that was good. I didn't. I didn't care for the uh, the main plot. No, I. What did I like about it? Oh, oh. Well, at the, the at the marriage retreat, there is another couple there. They were so good. <laughs> they are. Um, the Here's worst your crown, your Majesty. <laughs> you. What did he call her? Um, Harpy, Queen of the yeah, Harpies. Queen of the Harpies. Um, I think they were supposed to be based on Elizabeth Taylor and uh, Richard Burton. Oh, okay. Because he had a funny accent, which was not. It was, you know, British. It wasn't English. It was, mm. you know, British. Um, so I wonder whether he was supposed to be Richard Burton. Yes. The chances of anything coming from Mars are a million to one. He said. But still, they come. Is that Richard Burton? He didn't sing that bit. Right. But Richard Burton was the uh, the narrator of War of the Worlds. Brilliant. Um, love that album. We're going to go off topic, but I have a real love of songs which have a comma in the main line. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, the chance of anything coming to uh, from Mars are a million to one, comma, he said. I really <laughs> like. Um, it's really difficult to find songs for that playlist, though. But it's usually, blah, 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 you said. Or, <laughs> he said or you said it tends to be like that. Anyway. Anyway. Um... Did you have a favourite gag in this uh, gaggy episode? Um, I think Barney. Barney saw the show for me. I, I find the idea of Barney in a suit. Yeah. Because I think he's been in a suit in a couple of episodes and we've mentioned it. Yeah. He's really funny in a suit. Putting that putting that character in a suit is just immediately funny. In this episode and possibly the other time he was in a suit, he has his shirt coming out of his flies. <laughs> yeah. He has this like really bad like 70s brown suit yeah. and the tie is like... Or wonky. It's it's kind of how I imagine I look in a suit. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely how I look in a suit. Yes. Um, can you wear a suit? Can I wear a suit? I do wear a suit occasionally. Can you pull it off though? Oh no, not no. at all. I can't wear a suit. I have a really scruffy casual jacket, which I was just about to point to, but um, it's not there. Um, and I wear that to work. And kids are really polite and refer to that as a suit. <laughs> yeah. 
And I just. Because I know you can dress quite dapper. It's pretend dapper. Pretend dapper. It's not actual dapper. But it's all cheap charity shop, you know. Um, yeah. But I, I, I like it. I feel more comfortable in a, in a shirt and a jacket. Mm, or a cravat the other day. I like a cravat. Um, we digress. <laughs> As usual. As usual. Um, yeah, I was a big fan of Barney's suit. Yeah. Oh, and um, <laughs> one of the... One of the Bouvier sisters sprayed him with mace, and Barney's reaction was like, "Is that a new kind of mace?" <laughs> it's more painful than the last one. <laughs> yes, I, I like my favorite gag. Thank you for reciprocating. Was um, when Marge after the party, Marge says, um, "I've never been so embarrassed in my, all my life." And, and Homer says, "Why? What, what did you do?" <laughs> quite good on his own. Um, and she goes, you know, can't you remember? And he thinks back and has this, uh, I don't know what you'd call the animation style, but like a, a 1960s uh, animation style mm. with kind of beautifully coloured images um, of him being... Dropping uh, all these witticisms. Yeah. Um, and, you know, of putting a, um, a joke ice cube in someone's drink and someone says, I do declare this the most <laughs> whimsical jape of the season. Uh, and it's just this glorious... Yeah, which is completely the opposite to most people's drinking, which is you wake up in the morning and regret tiny, minor things that have happened to you. Um, I did like Homer being woken up in the morning because he slept on the floor after drinking too much. Mm -hmm. And Marge wakes him up by like hitting his head with a hoover. Which is rude. It is rude, but I mean, he's going to sleep on the floor. Um, But he gets up and has this like Homer-shaped, like, spread of dirt yeah. and the cat runs out from underneath him. <laughs> yeah, no, I did like that. Um, so, the... Right, the marriage retreat. They go there and he it's a catfish lake so he packs his fishing gear to catch this huge fish. Mm. She says no fishing. It seems a shame that there is not any time in this weekend for them to do their own activities and he wakes up at five in the morning to go and do a couple of hours fishing i think that's fair yeah she make uh, she marge the cat's mother um marge makes him get back into bed and he gets back into bed and goes i can't sleep it it kind of seems unfair that he can't go and do a couple of hours fishing I mean, obviously that turned into six hours fishing and he missed like the big bit of the retreat where they were doing trust falls and whatever. <laughs> that was funny. I like the trust falls. <laughs> um, and what is his name? Reverend Lovejoy. Mm. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. He says, um, you don't have to do it. And even if Homer were here, I'd suggest against it. <laughs> but I don't, at that point I was like, I feel for Homer. Because also, he's asked what his problems with Marge are, and he just immediately, without having to think, says, no, she's perfect. And I just... It's kind of sweet. Yeah, but he's also, like... Awful. Awful. <laughs> he is... Yes, he is. Yeah. And... I mean, like the ending. I've got a big problem with the ending. Yes, he throws the fish back in and says, there's not, there can't be a problem with the marriage because I threw the fish back in without thinking about it. He declares that, and then Marge yeah. disagrees with him. Yeah, I know I would agree with that. Like, she could have said, well, we've got a lot to work on, yeah. and I'll take you for now. <laughs> no, I, yes. And then the fish, the fish winked at the camera. Oh, to show that it was still alive. Yeah. Because there was a kind of awkwardness of that, that 
I was punching it through. A oh, that felt weird, didn't it? <laughs> to punch a fish in the face. What also felt weird was that his indiscretion at the party was staring down Ward Flanders' top, which is just awkward. Yeah. Uh, because neither Homer nor Ward Flanders are people that I would sexualise at all. Um, so, yeah, that was creepy. You know, that was a real indiscretion. It wasn't they it wasn't a metaphor for an mm. indiscretion. It was an actual oh god, you know. He objectified a woman. Admittedly at a time where it was completely fine to objectify. <laughs> Back then it was the norm. <laughs> uh, I liked Marge and Homer's argument in the car, that was funny. Mm. Which is why I sang da 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 of course. Because that was the music they played to mask the fact they were arguing. And it cuts to Bart and Lisa. And Bart says, they're fighting in the car again. And Lisa says, whenever I hear that music, a chill runs through my soul. Or whatever. That was good. Did your parents ever try to hide their arguing in front of you? I don't think... Talk me through it, Alice. Well... I I mean, maybe they did. If they did try and hide their arguing, then they hid it well. Does that make sense? Because I'm not aware of them hiding their arguing. But I do remember a time when um, they argued about a holiday and um, my mum threw a, um, a, a, a cereal bowl against the wall and it shattered. Wow. And I, and I can remember my brother running off and crying and me kind of going after him going, I actually don't know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, it didn't provoke me to tears, but I was just like, well, I'm not supposed to be there because they're having an argument. My brother's upset. Yeah. Wow. Mm. It's a really strong memory. I'm not surprised. <laughs> yes. But I, it, I, I genuinely think that that is, yeah, arguments happen. Couples argue. Um, and I, I don't remember it being actually traumatic or mm. indicative of... No, yeah, too much negativity. Do you think parents should argue around their children or hide it? You know, there's that thing where parents should always agree with each other to be appear as a united front. That's definitely true. Okay. But I don't think that's the same as covering up the fact that it's normal to have disagreements and arguments, and even angry arguments, mm. because it, everyone feels angry. It's just about how you what how you unpack that. What about you? Because your parents aren't together now, but they're not. No. Was that, was that when you were young? Or? Oh, no. I was like 22, I think. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I was really old. Okay, yeah, I'd right. left home by that point. Yeah. Um, so, who knows how that happened? <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have childhood memories of them fighting? Or? Um, I've got memory. I think my I'm quite similar to my dad in that. Like, I'm not very good at arguing. You're a peacekeeper. Yeah. Well, no, not even that. I just avoid the argument, which makes things worse. Okay, yeah. I've got memories of my dad doing that. Yeah. But no, like, shouting matches. We never had shouting matches. Usually my mum trying to have a discussion and my dad just not engaging. Fair enough. (laughs) Which is what I do. I'm like, this is uncomfortable. I'm just not going to engage. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um... Well, actually, that's kind of what I feel about uh, this episode was that Marge and Homer didn't 
sort out. She didn't resolve anything, did they? Yeah, they didn't even discuss things. Marge listed Homer's faults for what must have been hours. Homer made no effort no. to better himself. No. Yeah. A, Rubbish a really, really interesting one. Yeah. Um, I and, like Grandpa, and, though. Grandpa was was good in this episode. He pretended to cry in order to get the kids to feel remorseful for yeah. trashing the house. And then they cleaned it up and he went, I can turn it off whenever <laughs> I like! And skipped out of the scene. Which was, that was quite was joyous. Funny. And I don't like Abe Simpson. Why don't you like Abe Simpson? I just never have. Yeah. I don't know. So maybe it's because I don't really like old people. <laughs> Any old people listening, um, why are you listening to this podcast? It'll be old one day, Alistair. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Is that a challenge? <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a challenge. But when I'm old, I won't realise it. I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. But maybe maybe that's why I don't like Abe Simpson. He's a reminder of... <laughs> Your mortality. <laughs> exactly. Well, because no one else ages. He doesn't age. No, I know, but, you know... He's, he was born old. If you were a Simpson, you'd be the same age for your entire life. God, it sounds like some sort of awful purgatory. Yeah. Could be a play written by Sartre, couldn't it? Well, maybe quite. The Simpsons is like some Sartre. We've both yes. read Sartre, and we <laughs> quite know The Simpsons has very little parallels. Hell but is other people. Hell is other people. That much is true. Well, speaking of awful purgatory, why don't we go away and watch another episode of Simpsons? <laughs> hey! Hey! And then come back and talk about it some more. Let's do it. All right. See you soon. And we're back in the room. Indeed we are. What did we just watch? We watched Three Men in a Comic Book, which is an episode of The Simpsons. It was an episode of The Simpsons. Um, and I quite enjoyed it. It was pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah. And they're joining two men and a cat and a phone. Exactly, yes. For once, my cat is joining us quietly and sitting to one side. So let's be grateful for that. Right, I gave you ample opportunity, so in 20 seconds would you like to explain to us? Can you do it this time? All right, fine. I gave you ample opportunity. Okay, so Bart wants to buy a comic book, which is about $100, so he does a whole load of yard work, doesn't earn enough, so he buys it with Millhouse and Martin. Um, They get paranoid over who should own it or who does own it until, obviously, the comic book is destroyed by a very unlikely um, electric bolt from the sky lightning. Boom. That's pretty good. Thank you very much. Uh, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it too. Um, how do you feel about first edition comic books? I, I don't care. <laughs> uh, I, although, uh, I can't think of one that I would want. But um, I I can see how having like a book that you love, having the first... If someone gave me a first edition of The Master and Margarita... I would be... In uh, Russian. In, in Russian. The original manuscript, the one that was burnt. Yeah, exactly right. No, uh, um, I I have a first edition, Yeah. actually. Um, it is a first edition English edition, so it's not the first ever edition, but it's the first English edition of um, East of Eden by John Steinbeck. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, my parents um, bought it for me for my 21st birthday, and it didn't have a cover, so they had a cover made. Of, you know, so it's leather and it has Alistair written on it. Right. So it's so it's not worth anything because it didn't have a cover. 
um, was uh, English rather than the first American edition. But but it's special because it's my, that's my favourite. That is nice. Book. So so I can understand if you were that kind of person that didn't appreciate actual literature over <laughs> comic book literature. That having like the first ever Spider Man would be worth something emotional. I'm going with the Indiana Jones approach of that. It belongs to the museum. <laughs> okay. Like, I'm sure those comic books have been reprinted. Oh, you know Indiana Jones was like the worst archaeologist. Oh, yeah, ever. terrible. It belongs in a museum, not in its original resting place. Yes, it belongs in a museum, but I'm going to destroy the entire... <laughs> um, amazingly, this... And I'm going to kill, like, four people in the process. It's centuries-old temple that this thing is in. I'm going to destroy the building. <laughs> but um, this glowing bit of rock... Uh, yeah. I don't know, I think first edition Superman, I think it's interesting on a cultural level. I don't think it's worth well, that's, I, don't, I don't get like private ownership of it. Well, I that's that, why so. I don't think it belongs in a museum. I don't think it's important enough to belong in a museum. It might as well go to someone who likes it. Yeah, but they won't. I'll just stick it in a cabinet. Yeah. Or in I'd this rather, case, I, if you're going to stick it in a cabinet, put it in a cabinet where lots of people can look at it. Fair. Okay. Scan the pages so people can look at it, read well, it. Oh, well, I'm sure. Well, that's the thing is that the second edition of the same yeah. comic. So anyone can read the first edition. Then that's fine. That's what you need. That's, yeah. what, that's, what's, that's what's important. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, in this case, um, it was uh, Bart had a choice of saving Millhouse from a, a fall of a couple of meters. <laughs> Or or letting go of the comic book, which he probably wasn't to know would be ravaged by a dog and struck by lightning, because that's very unlikely. It is. That was quite funny, though. It was very funny and, and apt. Yeah. But, um, yeah, potentially he could have both saved Millhouse from a fall and <laughs> saved the book. Um, I heard something quite interesting. I don't know how true this is. I think it's interesting, though. Uh, apparently, the first edition Superman man comic is really rare because on the back there was like a form that you could rip out to like do a competition. Brilliant. So you'd fill it in and turn off. So Superman is super like a mint edition Superman comic is really rare because people obviously ripped out the thing in the back and sent it off. I haven't Which heard that. I think is I, even if it's not true, I like that. I like the fact that I wonder how many people there were at the time who obviously didn't think. I'm not going to rip this apart because of, you know, posterity. But No, there was no way of knowing that Superman yeah. was going to become the cultural icon that he but is there, there would have been people who thought, I don't want to rip up a book. Mm. The comics aren't books. Yeah, but... No, they are. But, but, you get graphic novels and people look after them. they were kind of the same then. I think back then they were like kind of throwaway... They were pulp. Yeah, they were just pulp. That was the, that was the best way. Sure. But I wouldn't. And that's not a, that's not a derivative thing. No, no, no. I, but I wouldn't rip the page out of a comic book. I wouldn't know, but I think back then, I was probably. I think if I like had a Beano when I was, you know, eight hey, years old, I'd rip every page out of a Beano. <laughs> I think we've discussed Beanos before. <laughs> I think you've been pro Beano and me anti Beano. I'm not super into the Beano. Okay, good. I'm. I'm Pretty anti Beano. I, I mean, I don't really care enough either way. I mean, people enjoy the Beano and buy the Beano. What did you think of what little we saw of um, 
a radioactive man. I quite enjoyed it. Radiation man! Which is <laughs> what Mayor Quimby called it. That was funny. Quite like those like old school comic book. Yeah. Things. I mean, definitely there was, it didn't have anything. I mean, it, was, it wasn't very spoofy. No. I would happily read that story. Um, soldier gets caught in barbed wire and is caught in the blast of an A-bomb. <laughs> Obviously, that would kill him. But was, in in this good. instance, he turned into a superhero. Wasn't it in Millhouse? It's like, I thought an A-bomb would kill you. It's <laughs> yes, like, exactly. well, now you know better. Um, I was interested that it was them and Martin, because... Who would you have picked? Well... Maybe Nelson. Yeah, but Nelson doesn't have any money. That's, oh, he never does, does he? No. <laughs> I always feel sorry for Nelson when his his family circumstances uh, is brought up. Who's his mate? The bold mate. Not the oh Kurt. Oh, I don't know their names, but yes. he's got a kid at some. There's no legs and Jake. He's like actually thirty five, and he's got a kiss. <laughs> I thought the joke was he wasn't that old but had a kid. Okay. But um, even so, that's equally or more disturbing. But, yeah. Uh, there was a, a a TV reference that you didn't get. Yes. What do was you, that? Do you want to describe it and then I will cure it for you? Okay, so they were, they were eating burgers in Krusty Burger mm-hmm. and Bart would kind of stare off into the middle distance whilst this voiceover in his head would sort of know. I never realised I'd done this before. It's kind of like the end of a Scrubs episode. Yeah. But before Scrubs. It was a reference to the Wonder Years with uh, Fred Savage. I think that's his name. Um, it was so it was slightly before your time because we are a few years age difference. There are a few years between yeah. us. Um, it was a programme about a child's life and it was narrated by his adult self. So it was set in the 60s, but he was in the 90s or 80s, whenever it was. Um, and it was all exactly that stuff. Um, you know, the first time that someone suggested he get a part-time job. Uh, you know, and I never realised my father and I were closer than before. <laughs> but the reason that it was worthy of a spoof in this one is because the child actor did have to just stare into space while the narrator <laughs> spoke. And I do know, I've heard from another podcast, that someone's made a supercut of all the time, so um, the Wonder Years, without the narrator. So it's just <laughs> the kid doing something, having a conversation, and then just staring at the camera for a minute or so. Nice. Which um, tickles me, because I must have been 10 or 11 when it was on at like 6 mm. o'clock on Channel 4. It was, it was that time slot. Did you ever see the Family Guy episodes when... The dog and the baby go back in time to the first episode of Family Guy. No, it's it's very clever. It's very funny. I'd recommend it. I do like the fact you refer to them as the dog and the baby. It's because I don't know their names. Stewie and Brian. Brian. There we go. But I mean, no one knows which one's which. <laughs> Who knows? If you answers know. on a postcard. Yeah, don't 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 write in. We we know. This is Alistair's address. Mm-hmm. As well. Um, exactly. Yes, care uh, of. My family cat. Guy, Family Guy is obviously well known for its cutaways. Yeah. So, um, there's there's bits in this episode where Stewie and Brian are watching the family from the first episode, like through a window, and they do the cutaway gag, but in the episode it just stays there, and they're just like, "What are we doing?" <laughs> they're just watching themselves just stand there. 
Oh, cut away gag. Is that, that was very good. Is, very that, good. Oh, is that what we did back then? Is that, yeah. uh, we, we, we chilled out eventually. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's quite nice. Well, because that, that is exactly what happened in this episode of The Simpsons, was that when they did the Wonder Years gag, mm. Homer kept on just saying, oh, Bart, what are you doing? Because <laughs> Bart was just... I wonder who played old Bart. Probably Hank Azaria. Oh. Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> um, yeah, to timestamp this, the Hank Azaria Arpu thing, which is on the late, who's on the late show. We should watch that. Maybe yeah. that could be like the finale of this season. Yes, maybe. I mean, we don't promise it. but uh, <laughs> We should yeah. probably discuss this outside of the yeah. podcast. But we are both very interested in the uh, documentary. Is it called The Problem with Arpu? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Because, I mean, that relates to things that we talked about on and off mic. Like right at the beginning of series one as well. Yeah. Um, it's it's just yeah the problematic nature of not just Arpu. It's interesting that Arpu is the one that's been the highlight, but um, the characters in general and the way that they're portrayed yeah. over time. Uh, yeah. So with no promises, but maybe we'll watch that. I'd be so unfortunate, regardless yeah. of whether we record ourselves afterwards. <laughs> yeah. We might not review it. We'll just let you know what we're going to watch. Is there anything else you're planning to watch that not involve the audience <laughs> at all? Um, not, not Let's get back to the episode. I liked yeah. sauerkraut candy. That made me laugh. Oh, yes. Bart worked for an old lady. She was very that. funny. And I did think, because he, she wasn't. it was obvious she was not going to pay him very much the whole time. Mm. And he did all this work, and it was obviously she was going to give him a quarter, and she gave him two quarters and whatever. Um, and tried to give him all this antiquated stuff. I kind of think that's probably quite good for him to do work with no, <laughs> a light, a with no reward lesson. at all. Um, just do something nice for someone else and be let down by the reciprocation. Yeah, you think you'll carry that lesson into later life? Well, obviously not, because he becomes like a demolition expert or something. What's wrong with demolition expert? Well, nothing, but you know... He... Stop, stop smearing the name of a demolition expert. Someone's got to do it. Yeah, job shaming. Yeah. Jeez well, me. he becomes like a... I don't know. I have no idea what Bart Simpson does in the future. I'm, I'm thinking of the episode where... Um, where Lisa marries Middlehouse. What? <laughs> Spoilers. I thought, didn't she marry, like, some posho English twat? I think she nearly marries a couple of guys. Okay. Um, she marries Milhouse? I, I can't tell you. Jeez. That was a turnout. But I think in that, um, Bart turns up and he's got a, a tattoo and a massive gut and, um, you know, wrecks cars for a living. Cool. Yeah. Living the dream? I, I, what does Maggie do? Oh, she's a singer. <laughs> Nice. And she's going to sing at Lisa's wedding, um, and then it, you keep on not hearing her voice. She's just, it keeps on just about this. We'll, we'll get to this episode if we ever get, <laughs> ever get past the end of series two. Um, cool. But who knows? I, funny enough about this episode, which I did enjoy, um, I only wrote the one note, which was the Wonder Years thing. Mm. The, the inner monologue thing. Um, I liked the flashback to the old lady's brother during the First World War. Died because he uh, held a hand grenade too long. 
He exploded and lots of yellow bits went from off screen onto screen. And his boot. And his a boot. steaming boot. <laughs> it was like... It's quite macabre. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, for a, for a Simpsons episode, definitely. Um, another gag that I liked was when the three boys are in the in a treehouse having a fight. Yeah. And it, the, it does a cutaway to Homer sort of watching the telly and Marge shouts to like, Homer, can you check on the boys? The storm's really coming down. And he looks out and he just sees them fighting and the tree being struck by lightning. And yeah. Homer's just like, they're fine. <laughs> yes, no, that was particularly good. I, I really like that whole sequence where they are competing for the ownership of the it's really 1940s. Um, there was some good animation in that. Yeah. There's some uh, good yeah. some camera sweeps as well, I noticed. Yeah, well, it was like a, that kind of um, eh, movie, gangster movie. Mm. And when Martin says, well, I'll take it and go home. And Bart says, nice try, see? <laughs> and it's very much like that. Nah. 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 Um, like every gangster that we've ever heard of. Ever met. Yeah. Alistair and I are friends with lots of gangsters. We are OG. Yeah, Jeanette, she's a gangster, she's, right? She is the OG. The OG, yeah. cool. Well, on that bombshell, <laughs> I mean, so, sorry for the, the police raid that's now going to happen on Jeanette. But, um, Jeanette, friend of the show. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. All right, um, is there anything else you want to add? Because we're, we're at time. T-T-Y-N. B-Hutch. <laughs>